Welcome back to the Tasty Morsels of Critical Care Podcast. Today we'll talk about CRRT timing. When should your critically ill patient take a spin on the big green machine? From an exam point of view, this can go a few different directions. You could go core physiology or you can go down the literature route. And I think both are probably worth covering. O Chapter 8 has a list of indications that include volume overload, electrolyte issues, classically refractory hyperkalemia, severe acidosis, uremic symptoms including pericarditis, progressive AI, AKI, by which you mean oliguria, anuria, high creatinineuria, that type of thing. O also lists temperature greater than 40 as an indication and also the presence of a dialyzable toxin might be another reason for CRRT. These all seem fairly reasonable. And there is an interesting concept called the fruzamide stress test that was first described by Chola in 2013 and then repeated by Rewa in 2019. The concept here is that you can use the response to fruzamide to predict the need for CRRT. And the dose is between 1 and 1.5 mg per keg of fruzamide, looking for greater than 200 mL of urine in the first two hours. If it's less than this, then wheel out the big green machine and get started. Of note, it's not used to determine who is ready to stop CRRT, which seems to be a much slippier beast, and I'll mention that at the end of the podcast. Physiology over and done with. For now, let's look at the literature that looks at this question. So the papers here are all classics in intensive care, and a careful student of a discipline should have a passing familiarity with all of them, and, and I'm not even going to cover all of them. So once upon a time, there was the Akiki trial, led by Gaudry and published in New England Journal of Medicine in 2016. And this was a French study. So a little sidebar here. I know the locations are largely irrelevant to the science, but the location makes it so much easier for me to remember as I can picture in my head a a polo-necked Frenchman with onions around his neck as a means for me to remember the paper. Anyhow, once in this trial, once you had stage 3 AKI, then you could be randomised to CRRT or wait till you had a solid indication, something like hyperkalemia, wait till that developed. They included 600 mainly medically septic and ventilated patients and mortality was pretty much the same um, with of note only 50% actually ending up needing CRRT in the delayed group and this is a recurrent theme throughout these trials that is worth paying attention to. In the same year, 2016, Zarbach and the Germans published in JAMA Leolian trial, again randomised, but uh, this was a single centre and enrolled patients at an earlier stage, this is stage 2 kidney injury by the Kedigo criteria, and they got 200 patients with a 40% versus a 50% mortality, favouring early CRRT. Of note, these were almost all surgery patients, but the mortality benefit was big enough to attract lots of attention with the idea that getting in early with the CRRT was the key thing to do. Next, enter the ideal ICU trial by Barbar in 2018, which is yet another French multicenter RCT which randomised septic shock patients to CRRT or not at 12 hours after meeting the F on the rifle criteria. And they wanted 800 patients in this trial and they got 500 and abandoned it due to futility with no difference between the groups. Of note, again, almost half in the delayed group did not end up getting CRRT. Now enter the START AKI trial, the most recent and potentially practice-changing study in the field published in July 2020. This is one of the current generation of ICU megatrials where all the great and the good um, of critical trials group get together and put out a trial to end all trials. They randomised at 170 different sites and included patients with a stage 2 or 3 AKI to either immediate CRRT or wait till its traditional indication developed. This trial took in 3,000 patients and found no benefit of the early CRRT, but again noted that 40% in the lead group never actually needed CRRT. So putting this all together, it seems that we probably pull the trigger for CRRT a little too early. I know when I see someone on two pressors that are both escalating and they're on stress to steroids and there hasn't been a drop of urine in six hours, in that scenario I feel I can predict the renal trajectory pretty well. And so why not just bite the bullet and get started? 
but it seems that we're not great at predicting who needs CRRT in the early stages and we should probably be waiting a little longer. Which is probably good for patients and for systems overall, given that CRRT is one of the most expensive and labour-intensive interventions that we do in the ICU. And so finally, just to cover it, there are a few things that might help us to know when to stop CRRT. If we can get a creatinine clearance of some kind, even a 2-hour one, then a creatinine clearance of greater than 15 mils per minute is probably useful as a target. Uh, a 24-hour urine output of more than 400 mils is a number to remember, and this should be greater than 2,000 mils in 24 hours if you're using diuretics. Obviously, it's good if the actual indication for CRRT, such as volume overload, has been corrected before you even think about taking down your filter. Thanks again for listening, and I'll speak to you next time. 